Hello, thanks so much for tuning in to our podcast. I'm Michael Grant, Senior Pastor of Faith Worship Center International right here in Columbus, Georgia. Today, I'd like to share a word straight from God that's just for you. I hope you're prepared. Grab your pen, paper, your tablet. Most importantly, grab your Bible, your sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And let's prepare to take notes on what God has to share with you on today. I'm excited for you because you're about to grow to a greater place of faith in God. Let's tune into the word. This month, God is has blessed me with a message to share with you and the umbrella or the banner or the covering for this month could be put in a phrase of life in the word. Let me hear you say that life in the word. If you're watching through our live stream via either of our social medias, go ahead and post that life in the word. There's something about how you live your life that can be said of how effective you are and how successful you are in making an impact while you are leading your life. Now, one thing about uh, believers, we know the importance of the word of God. Anybody agree with that? Yeah, we, we, we know the word of God. You know, the Bible says the word is quick, which means it's alive. It's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It divides asunder soul and spirit. It cuts apart that which is soul and spirit. It's a discerning of your thoughts and the intentions of your heart. It lets you know when you're in alignment with God versus when you're just doing you. Amen. And we live in a day and time where people are doing them like we've never seen before. And so it's important that we understand how I want to use a word to maximize. Let me hear you say that word, maximize. How we maximize the word of God in this year of the spoken word, in this decade of declaring as God has prophetically instructed us, that we must understand how to make the most of his word so that we not only can benefit from from it, but we can be vessels used of him to the maximum. Uh, I think as believers, we have grown... uh, Uh, accustomed to using the word as a weapon. We understand that the word is the the word of God is the sword of the spirit. The book of Hebrews teaches us concerning the word of God being that weapon. And yet I would like to submit to you that it's not only a weapon that we use, but it is the place that we were made to dwell in. And so if I could kind of give you a subtopic for this Sunday concerning this month's banner, it would be, I am made to live in the word of God. Let me hear you say that. I was made to live in the word of God. The Bible tells us that in Genesis chapter number one, verse 26 and 27, the Bible says that God said, let us make man, watch this, in our image and after our likeness. Most People who read that haphazardly believe that that's God saying the way that he created us to be like him only. And there is truth in that. As a matter of fact, that is very accurate in part because God created us after his likeness, which means that we are created to be like him. Let me hear you say that. I'm like my daddy. Yeah, I'm not talking about my earthly father, Joseph, Jesus. I'm talking about my heavenly father who before the foundation of the worlds were framed, the Bible says of the prophets of old, he knew. 
knew them. That's what he told Jeremiah. Before I put you in your mother's womb, we already knew each other. We already had relationship. We already, we already had an acquaintance with one another that I knew what I made you for and you were ready, willing, and able to be released into another realm to do what I've called you to do. Is there anybody who's willing to admit to the fact that there is more to you than meets the eye? Yeah, that people try and belittle you and make you think that you just that clerk or you just that cashier or you just that, you know, that person who's keeping the books or you just that person that's just keeping up with somebody else's business. But there's more down on the inside of you. Uh, there's more in store if they'll just allow you to be who God has called you to be. Young folks said, let me be great. That type of thing. You know, let the greatness on the inside of me soar. Well, it tends to re we have to re realize that God did create us that way he made us in his image and that's why it's more to us than, than than people tend to give us credit for so we must understand and acknowledge yes we were made in his image but he first stated that he made us in his image then after his likeness in his image speaks of the location that he created us why is that important because the book of Colossians tells us that Jesus Christ is the image of the invisible God so if you want to know where I was created to, to dwell live and thrive I was created to dwell in Jesus the Bible says in the book of John chapter 1 John testifies of this where he says in the beginning was the word and the word was both with God and the word was God there it is again location and similitude just like we were created in him and to be like him the word was created in him in God the fullness of him dwelled uh, the, uh, Jesus Christ dwelled the Godhead bodily and we as believers were created to dwell as Jesus, as John the apostle said in him. He says the word was made flesh dwell among us. But before that statement, we see around verse number two and three, it says that everything that was made was made by the word. And there was nothing that was made that was not created by him. So the birds, the trees, the animals, all those things that exist. Even those things have, that have made a decision to go wayward from the will of God were created to dwell in him. Truth of the matter is, that's the reason that we face much of the challenges that we're facing in the world today. It's because the world saw light come into the earth and it chose darkness as opposed to light because their actions were corrupt. That's what John says in the book of John chapter 3. So we understand the reason that we're facing darkness in this world in abundance is because the world refused refuses to dwell in the realm that it was created in. It's like a fish that's got some kind of way jumped out the water onto the bank of the river and now it's fussing and flopping because things ain't going the way it's supposed to go. I can't feel no water. I can't feel, I can't breathe the way I was created to breathe. That's because you're not in the place that you were created to dwell. So we as believers must embrace the reality that God created us to live, move, and have our being according to great apostle John or Paul in Acts 17 and 28, it is in him that we live. It is in him that we move. It is in him. Watch, not holding him, but dwelling in him. Oh, man, oh, y'all going to make me work this morning. So here's what we understand. Here's what we understand. Uh, we have uh, uh, come to a place of uh, being understanding that God made us to live in him. And to live means to dwell. To live means to take residence. To live means to abide. Is there anyone who lives in a place that you can pick it up and carry it somewhere? 
<laughs> is there anyone who uses your house or your apartment or your condo or whatever you're living in as a weapon to fight anything? No, sir. No, ma'am. More specifically, it is a place of shelter wherein you are covered, wherein you are in a position to be able to be effective, wherein you are kept from the elements that are reigning against, just not uh, a few days ago, there was a, a, a tropical uh, a storm that kind of came through the area. Winds were whistling, basketball goals getting snatched and thrown all over, trees getting snatched up out the ground, breaking. Some of, some of the people's shingles on their roof, boy, you in the wrong business if you're not in the business of roofing now in this present day and time because you could be making thousands upon thousands of dollars fixing the problems that have been created by the elements. But thanks be unto God, I heard of little to no people, no people being bruised, harmed, or hurt. Why? Because of where they dwelt. Could it be that the reason that the righteous are suffering with the wicked is because the righteous are attempting to use the word only as a weapon and not allowing the word of God to be their abode? The reason that the right the righteous are mourning, the reason that the righteous are travailing is because we refuse to dwell in the place prepared for us and thrive by dwelling and living in the word of God. Somebody say, oh yeah, I was made to live by the word. I was made to live in the word. But we've grown accustomed to allowing the word to abide in us. But now God is pulling us to a place of abiding in the word. Here's an example of that. We find in the book of Luke chapter number four, Jesus being led into the wilderness to be tested of the evil one. Isn't it something to be living in a time where there's no temptation and you feel the shift in the spirit when you feel the weightiness of temptation pulling on you, trying to snatch you out of your realm, your place of abode. But could it be that when those moments that you find yourself being tempted, God is trying to pull out of you what he wants on top of you. Man, 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 man. Here's what we find in that text. Luke chapter 4, verse 1. Let's read that together for the sake of time. I want you to catch this and not let it go because this is a very important passage of scripture where we see how God even anoints Jesus not to let his word abide in the flesh man Jesus, but to allow the flesh man Jesus to abide in the unadulterated, all-powerful, divine word that we call God. The Bible says in Luke chapter 4, verse number 1, and Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Watch. Here's what we find. Jesus has been baptized and he is now going into a place to have to show up or put up or as the old folks say, or shut up. You ever face a situation where you was talking good? I'm saved. I'm sanctified. I proclaim that I'm healthy, wealthy and walking in the anointing. And then you got a negative report. Oh, they don't want to talk to me today. They, we live in, we, we like a virtual world where everything is fantasy and everything is good and we don't got to, we ain't got no problems. We ain't got no problems. We like to even quote the, 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 uh, art, the, the uh, artists of this present day and age. We ain't got no problem. We ain't got no problem. We, we, everything is, everything is wonderful. And then the tough situations hit and then we snatching, trying to figure out where life is and there's life only in the word because we were created to live only in the word. Jesus has now been, been uh, uh, baptized. He's been announced. The Spirit of God has, matter of fact, the Father himself has proclaimed, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. There's a good fame that's, that's about to go out about him. But first, he has to put up or shut up. And we find in this moment, watch, I like the, the wording of this text where it says Jesus was full of the Holy Ghost. Somebody say, I'm just full of it. 
<laughs> I'm full of the word. I got there's an abundance of the word on the in, inside of me. When I'm at home and I'm and I'm and I'm in a place of uh, thinking or or revisiting the things that have been spoken. When I'm when there's nobody around me, I'm full of the word. I can quote scriptures left and right. I can make you think I'm the the bishop, the preacher, the apostle, a prophet, evangelist, pastor, and the teacher all in one. But then when the trouble hits, the question is. Is what on the inside of you able to get on you, to tear you through the hardship that you're going through? This world has seen some days that it has never seen before. The likes of a pandemic that is global. That's what a pandemic is. Panning is spanning the globe. And yet answers are still being sought after to try and answer those questions as to is there any hope? Can we make it through this? But we as believers were always to be always created to be light in darkness. You say, well, yeah, I don't want to catch it neither. I don't want to catch it neither. But I refuse to allow pandemonium to put me in a place of fear. I'm going to be wise. I'm going to be prudent. I'm going to do what's wise for me to do. But I refuse to assume that something that was created or something that is of the level of the created is greater than the level of the creator. I, I posture in my mind that I'm going to elevate my thinking. I'm going I'm to live outside of the realm that people low level live and I'm going I'm to get rid of that stinking thinking and I'm going to let what's on the inside of me, that word that tells me that he was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities. Just as sure as the chastisement of my peace was placed upon him, that means with his stripes, I'm not trying to be healed. I'm not hoping that I'm healed. I, my healing has been settled in the heavens. So Jesus got to put up now. He's full. He got the word of God on the inside of him. And he begins to go through hardship. He begins to go through temptation where he's hungry. He wants something to eat, but God tell him, no, don't eat. I want you to fast. I want you to, I want you to abstain from things to eat. And then he knows that he's anointed. I'm paraphrasing for the sake of time. He knows he's anointed. He knows he has an assignment in the earth to fulfill. And he knows he's called to be the most powerful man to ever live in earth. And so the enemy comes offering him power and authority. And he says, boy, this would be an easy way to get this power without having to go through something. Doesn't that sound like present day and age? People want power but don't want to go through the, the hardship of having to appreciate power. People ruling in areas of authority, even in politics, they just treat it haphazardly because they ain't have to go through nothing to get it. But we as believers, we must learn to appreciate what has been granted unto us so that we can be able to have a level of authority that is that we have walking humility while we're walking in it. Jesus didn't want to go the easy route because he knew there was something on the other side of this temptation. We you understand that he even tells him, I tell you what, the, the enemy tells him, I tell you what, if you'll just bow down and worship me, I'll just make everything easy for you. And he, every moment, Elder, with every temptation that was given him, it was the word on the inside of him that brought him through. What am I trying to tell you? The, we, the way that you've been quoting scriptures, the way that you've been declaring over your life, the way that you've been speaking the word of God, it's been working in your favor. You're not just a parent saying something that you don't believe in. You're not just quoting stuff just in, in theory or theologically. You are speaking an alive word that's proclaiming and protecting and positioning you to be able to have victory in every situation. But it gets even better. Watch in verse number 14 where we see Jesus, where he now who came into this thing with the word on the inside of him. In verse 14, the Bible says, and Jesus returned in the power of the spirit into Galilee. And there went a fame out uh, of him throughout all of the region about him. What? 
watch, watch, watch. He started out with the word on the inside of him. But when he went through his hardship, the word became his abode. He was in that thing that was on the inside of him. Saints, if you've never seen before, what this opportunity has provided us is that this day and age we have been tested concerning our faith and the words that we have been speaking have now been tried but it was not for naught believers it was because God wanted you to see that the word that you are speaking they are lively stones building a house of protection provision and promise whereby when the enemy tries to come in like a flood the spirit of the Lord lifts up a standard that you dwell in watch we're not using the word of God as a place to visit on occasion we don't wait to speak the word of God or believe the word of God when we show up on Sunday if I never make my way back in the building I promise you this the word of God is forever settled in the heavens and I choose to live my life in accordance with the word I'm not just speaking the word to impress my spiritual neighbor or my fellow Christians this word is my life I like like Job said in Job 23 and 12 he said I have esteemed his word far above my necessary food before I eat I think the word before I before I sleep I'm dwelling on the word when I wake up in the morning the word is the first thing that's on my mind why because it's in him the word John 1 and 1 it's in him that I live it's in the word that I move it's in the word that I have my being so while I'm praying and declaring God's word I'm building a house not made by hands I hear God say I'm I am dwelling in a place that's prepared by the spirit of God himself as my protection my provision and my purpose somebody say I was made to live in the word yeah this thing is so important it's, it's so important that 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 the enemy has been fighting us since day one to try and move us out of our location in the word the bible says we were made in the image in the word created to dwell live like a fish in water in the presence of God listen to me everything I don't care what it is it was always created to dwell in the word of God why because in the word is the answer of life as a matter of fact if I remember correctly elders Jesus said the word I am the way I am the truth and I am the life ain't no way you can live life successfully the way that the originator the architect of all things created you and purposed you to live your life except you live abide and dwell in the word there the Bible says in the book of in the first letter of John he says there are three that bear record in heaven they are the father the word and the spirit and he says and those three are one so if you want to know the father you better live in the word if you want to live in God you better find yourself reading and feasting upon the word meditating on it and when life gives you challenges you for sure best to look to the word for your answer your remedy your solution to your situation somebody say cause I was made for it cause I was made for it cause I was made for it always been the word of God has always been fought it's not by chance that in this not in this day and age people are trying to discredit the Bible as if the Bible is not valid anymore as if the Bible is not relevant as if you can just pick up and change what God originally intended his message of God his gospel of truth to me. I don't believe that anymore because that's not it's not relevant I don't I don't think that that's accurate anymore why because it's not accurate though God said this Malachi specifically says I am Yahweh I change not. 
God the same yesterday, today, and forever. The same God that was able to keep Moses when he took somebody's life in Egypt and he was a fugitive on the run. The same word that kept him and told him to take off the shoes where uh, because the ground that he's standing upon is holy ground. The same God that allowed him to go back into Egypt when they should have killed him on the spot. When he spoke the word, let my people go, even though he was stuttering, they had to hear the word of God. Why? Because the word of God has power. The word of God can protect you. The word of God can keep you. The word of God is what keeps you in the presence of your enemies. The Bible declares that though your enemies are chasing you to eat of your flesh, the Bible says they stumble and fall. He's matter of fact, he said, while they stumble and falling, I'll make a prepare a table before you right in their presence, right in the midst of famine, right in the midst of a pandemic. They'll be dying by the thousands, but the righteous shall stand. Thousands may fall on my left side and 10,000 on my right but the righteous somebody say because I live in the word because I live in the word because I live in the word come on say it because I live in the word yeah because I live in the word I might not be perfect I might not be without error but I promise you this I've asked for me and my house come hell high water sink or swim our answer to this thing called life is the word of God Genesis 3, I don't got time, I'm going to close it here. Genesis 3, here's what, here's what we find. Here's why the word of God, and not just using the word, but dwelling in the word, allowing the word to abide in you and you to abide in the word is so important because the enemy knew when we were created in the image of God with his fallen, fable self, he knew, I'm going to have a problem with them as long as they in the word. As long as Adam and his wife Eve were dwelling in the place prepared for them called Eden, which is a word, as long as they were prepared and resided in the word and stuck to the instructions of the word the enemy couldn't touch them but he came to them in the book of Genesis chapter 3 the Bible says in Genesis 1 and 26 we were made in his image after his likeness that's the word somebody say that's the word Genesis 2 and 17 the word God the father speaks releases his word to us and says don't eat of any tree uh, uh don't you can eat of any tree rather except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that's what the bible says genesis 2 and 17 and that was a word for us to live in but we find in genesis chapter 3 verses 4 and 5 3 4 and 5 we see the adversary trying to move humanity from his position the bible says let's look there together as we close the bible says genesis 3 and three, but the fruit of the, of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, this is Eve speaking, God has said that ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. Verse four, here's the serpent. Uh, uh, here's, here's Satan, Lucifer, uh, uh, disguised as a serpent. He says unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. That's his words. But Genesis 17, 2 and 17 rather says, but of the tree, this is God speaking to Adam, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shall not eat. Now let me check this. Uh, ye shall not surely die, is what the serpent says. God says, ye shall not eat of it, for in the last days, if you eat there, or in that day that ye eat thereof, ye shall surely die. Read again. Ye shall not surely die. Ye shall surely die. Let me check this one more time. Three and four, ye shall not surely die. Two and 17, thou shalt surely die. Ask your neighbor real quick, whose report you gonna believe? 
Because the instructions, the word that was released was released to be your protection. The word that God gave you was not to harm you, was not to keep anything from you. If you read further in verse number five of Genesis three, the enemy depicts it as if God is trying to keep something from Adam and Eve. God knows if you eat of it, you're going to be gods like him to know good and evil. Last I checked from Genesis one and 26 and 27, I already am like him. Ain't nothing else in the earth but lions, Tigers and bears, oh my. Ain't nothing else in here, ain't no more people. So I ain't trying to be keep up with the Joneses. I'm not trying to be like Miss Park and them. I'm not trying to keep up and outdo my cousin pooking them. All I am is being who God has created me to be. I'm already in his image. In the word, that's where I thrive. I'm at my best. But when I step outside, we know the end of it. I don't have time. I have to come back to this later on. But when they stepped outside of the word of God, God said, man, I can't let you stay like this. I got to put you completely out of my presence lest you become eternally in a place of not having access to dwell in me. God has to give his word in commandment form to Moses. We call it the law. He gave him 10 commandments and said, hey, man. Tell these people to follow these things. And it was virtually impossible. They had so many issues. Got 99 problems and the word is the main one. They never were able to overcome it. Why? Because they're trying to use the word as the weapon. John 3.16 fix all that. (laughs) John 3.16 fix all that. John 3.16 fixed it all. He said, okay, yeah, okay, okay, stop. Stop trying to not sin. Stop trying to not steal. Stop trying to not kill. Stop trying to not sleep with each other. Stop trying to not do all those things. Do this. Whosoever believes... Come on and dwell in me. And I'll guide you. I'll protect you. I'll cover you. I tell you when not to answer that late night call. I tell you when to just, hey, go ahead and tell the truth because the truth is going to help you here. If you lie on this one, you're going to have to live this lie down for too long so you don't want to tell a lie here. Watch. God, the, the, the word of God. Here's what uh, the, I believe it's uh, the, the psalm says, uh, thy word is a lamp to my feet. And a light to my path. If you're in the word, it'll guide you. But if you're trying to use the word alone, you're only fixing half of the mark. We were created to live in it. John, gosh, I got to give you this one. Can you handle two more, 30 more seconds? John chapter, John chapter 14, John chapter 15, verses 4 and 7, and we'll be done. I hope you're being blessed by this if you're watching through our live stream. God doesn't just want us to use his word. God wants us to abide in his word, to live in his word. I want you all to read this together with me and we'll be done. John chapter 15, verse number four. It's on the screen so you can read it with us on the count of three. One, two, three. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh. Pause. So so you, you anoint it as a branch. And you got the same heartwood on the inside of you as, as, the, as the, the trunk of the tree. But disconnected or not being engrafted into the tree itself, you can't live long. When you're leaving the, the grounds today, take a peek to your immediate left as you're driving out. There are some branches that have been disconnected from trees with leaves on them, thriving, pecans all over the place. You can meet out here and get you a couple if you ever get hungry. 
but those branches don't have anything on them. Why? Because apart from the tree, though the same ingredients are on the inside of them still, they're not alive. They're not living. Jesus said, I need you to do two things. I don't need you to just, you know, let me abide in you. Now that I'm in you, Jesus came into my heart and saved me. Good. Now that I saved you, you let me in you. Now get in me. Let me be your Lord. Because think about it. We'll read verse 7. But think about this. If he's in me, wherever I go, he got to go. Wait, wait a minute. Stay. Whether he want to or not. Whether he want to or not, Facebook, YouTube, Michael Grant Ministries viewers. But if you're in him, whether can I go from your presence, God? <laughs> I would get ready to turn up. Turn down for what? But the word. Better get out of here. They finna start shooting. You ever been there? <laughs> Where you, where you were just trying to have yourself a good old time. But the word started speaking to you. Get out of there, baby. This ain't the place that you were made to live. Verse 7. Verse 7 and, and God Almighty. Verse 7 and we'll be done. Y'all ready to read that together? Ready? Read. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What you want? What you want? What you want? If you're in him, your words create things. God Almighty. I ain't got time to deal with that. As believers, we were made to live. So, so watch this. So, so read the word. Listen to the word. Speak the word. Meditate on God's word. Obey it. Live it. Make his word your abode. Because when you are so committed to God's word that you allow it to be your dwelling place, Whatever you ask, even when you ask amiss, he makes it right. The Bible says Jesus stands before the Father making intercession for the saints. And the Holy Ghost helps us to pray stuff that we, don't, we fix and I jacked up. God, get them. Right, let me fix that, Lord. They don't, he, he, he don't know. He don't, she don't know what she's talking about. Amen. Somebody say, I was made to live in the word of God. Wow, what a message. What a word, man. I just love God's word. It's so empowering, so impactful. It causes us to be exactly what God wants us to be. I hope you enjoyed that message. As a matter of fact, if you'd like to catch us via our live stream, you can do so by going to our website, www.michaelgrantministries.net on Sundays at 11.30 a.m. or Tuesdays at 7.15 p.m., both Eastern Standard Time. Until next time, I pray that you stay strong in your faith and in all that God is speaking in your life, you have exactly what you say.